Welcome to What's Next in L podcast, a vibey joint for millennial women where we are finally giving ourselves permission to live our best, luxurious, carefree lives. On this show, you can expect to hear raw and unfiltered content from both the male and female perspective, talking all things career, self-love, and relationships. This is the ultimate tea time session, so get your wine ready, get comfortable, and open your mind to insight on what's next. I'm the host of What's Next Mel, and I have Keon here today, which is super exciting. He just um, had his album drop, Crenshaw at Midnight. So how do you feel about that? It's been, what, two, it's, three days? It's been out for three days, yup. It's been a while since, or in between, like, four projects. So I'm not gonna lie, I feel excited. I feel fucking extremely excited that it's out, and people are able to hear the growth from last project to this one to hear, you know, every single thing that we've been focusing on creating for the past couple of years and the reception from from people has been amazing. Shit is everywhere. <laughs> so now, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm hella excited. I, I for real, I can't I can't count. I'm hella excited. Yeah. What so like I saw like on Twitter when you like said that you were gonna drop an album before the year ends. Yeah. Was that always like what was gonna happen or just kinda like you just felt like the project was finished? Honestly, I don't think we ever really reached a point where we was like, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I think we reached multiple points where we felt like the project was done. Um, we had a project close to completion, like, right as pandemic started. Okay. And that kind of pushed a lot of stuff back because we had, like, a tour and everything lined mm-hmm. up. Um, and nobody knew what was coming from, yeah. from the pandemic. So we didn't we didn't know what to expect. So we kind of just held off on shit for a while, just kept creating. But from what we created during the pandemic, we hit another pocket where it was, like, six good as songs that we made so we like shit like we gotta find a way to put this on the album so the process of creating the album I guess evolved into something got else got it okay um, and then around like the top of this calendar year we was heavily focused on dropping but shit you know what I'm saying we had to add we added like different things from instrumentation we had a few like private listening parties and people gave us feedback like this is it this is not it so we just kept continuously creating um, TG his plan was to drop it at the top of next year. Okay. And I was just like, man, nah. <laughs> like, I, I I, personally didn't want to go into another year of it not, right, not, not being out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, just pressed, um, forced the issue on that to like, man, let's let's just drop before the end of the year. And I, I'm glad we did, so. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did too. One, mm-hmm. like, I feel like for me personally, like, especially I just want to jump into like, to like you being the independent, like music artist, like, I personally found out from you, like, on Twitter when that, like, viral video was going, when you did that interview with that guy. Oh, and yeah. somehow you guys were, like, I think talking about sex, and he was like, that he doesn't, like, like to kiss. And, like, everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's how I found out about you. And then I went on, like, Apple Music and stuff and then, like, heard your stuff. hmm Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out. Uh, shout out my boys and, um, and production, Rob, and all them. Yeah. That that video is funny as fuck. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I use a lot of my social media platform to promote and get my product and get my music and shit out there. So whether people tell me that they found me on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or this viral video or this viral moment or whatever, whatever gets popularity, I make sure to share to share my music like yeah. right up under. So that's dope that you've been rocking since then because that was a minute ago. That was yeah, like that was like during ago. what? Like the pandemic, like right probably before the pandemic Man, a little bit? all this shit has been pandemic. <laughs> like <laughs> since the pandemic started, like the 
the window of time has just been weird. But yeah, that was like like a year into the pandemic. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so weird because like for me, like I kind of listen to like around like your music. So I'm surprised like it never popped up on like my Pandora or like mm-hmm. Apple Music when I'm listening to like other people and like the album finishes. Like that's why I was like really surprised when I heard the music. I'm like, oh my God, like I love him. Like this is so good. And uh-huh. then like, I'm like, why has this never like crossed my path? Yeah, that and that's the thing as far as being an independent artist. That's and that's why I promote myself so fucking much mm-hmm. to the point where people may think it's over promotion or shit. You may lose followers from it, yeah. but I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 I make sure every single chance that I get, I promote my shit because as an independent artist, especially in today's society, like people's um, attention span is so short so even if they love your shit myself included like even if it's a project or artist that I love sometimes I'll forget to listen to them yeah. until I see them again mm-hmm. um, like I've been I've been heavily listening to Jid's album this year like mm-hmm. I love Jid's album man. and a lot of times I forget that I love it until I see them on the timeline so yeah. as an independent artist you really 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 gotta press that issue that's why I'm mean, every chance I get whether it's tweeting Instagram whatever you gonna know I got a, a goddamn album on can't show at midnight out now <laughs> <laughs> I, as it should be as it should be like even too like there was a time like I tweeted that like If This Ain't Love came out and I didn't even know like I was like why didn't this pop up on my stuff like I'm so confused that was our bad we kind of just snuck that one out there <laughs> we, uh, we it was some we kind of rolled that one out that one didn't have as good of a rollout as we probably should have we probably dropped the ball on that but the reception of it was so good it kind of carried itself yeah like that was a, a fan favorite record that um you know we doing some things right now for Deluxe and we may consider it for that but yeah. th- that record kind of had legs of its own and fans really carried that one for real yeah no that was dope that was on my like top on for like 2022 dope um because i was playing it like continuously (laughs) um so tell me like what's like the creative flow of like when you do start an album or a project like what's kind of like the beginning to like the end of it yeah so when we have like focused concentrated projects because we drop a lot of fucking music so when, (laughs) when we have like focused concentrated projects like you were in my dream or crenshaw at midnight the creation behind those type of projects are different than like projects that kind of just come together. Mm-hmm. It's some projects like a free till midnight that, you know, is a fan favorite project. And that kind of just came together by, we had a certain amount of songs that fit well, that fit well together. Right. But when we focus on stuff like you're in my dream or, or Crenshaw at midnight, that starts with me, TG producer, manager, engineer, extraordinaire. <laughs> that starts <laughs> with me locking in with him. Um, and once I'm locked in with him, he has such a great ear. He'll hear a song and then he'll be like, okay, this is now the direction that we need to go in for right. the album. So that's that's kind of how this one started, how Crenshaw and Midnight started. And even before he heard that song, he he told me he had, you know, a vision or a lane for us to go with the more live, organic, like, sound as far as, mm-hmm. like, heavy instrumentation and stuff like that. And the first song that he heard, was over it the first time we made over he was like okay this is it this is now the sound that we built the album around so i'm lucky and blessed to work with people like him who has you know who has a great ear and a great ear for music and a great talent to create around what he's hearing yeah no i definitely like i like i saw that you tweeted about that like how you guys use mostly like live like instrument like throughout the album like what was that kind of different from you were in my dreams like what was that kind of experience 
I think the difference was at Crenshaw, for You and My Dream, we weren't going into it thinking we're going to do an R&B anything. Mm, okay. I was, I, I it's, it's funny because we always tell this story, but we both thought I was rapping. Like, <laughs> like, like he told me he wanted to, you know, produce an album for me, like a rap album, but we was just so locked in with creating and we're trying different shit. Once we dropped it, a lot of people saying, you know, this is real R&B and real <laughs> R&B is back. And then we look, we like, well, well shit, what the hell? I guess it kind of is R&B. And then we started thinking as far as not to, you know, to put ourselves into a local box, but we just started thinking like, damn, like, as far as the R&B sound, like, we do have that lane or, or that pedigree, and it's not that many people locally that are doing it, so fuck it, like, let's really hone in and attack that attack that lane because we do it well. Um, so for Crenshaw at Midnight, that was the focus, like, as far as bringing in instrumentation and mm-hmm. then the outro on last time, like, with the guitar. Yeah. We wanted to bring that feel back, um, but also have balance with some songs like FDA or Mood that are a little up-tempo. Right. Um... To, to bring balance to like our core listeners and people who like the more faster BPM type stuff but our focus behind instrumentation in this album was to really really deliver something solid from an R&B perspective yeah no I think it was like dope like I feel I could I definitely like felt that and like throughout the whole album uh-huh. so like what like obviously like in your album obviously you're from LA like all the LA references. Like, yep. do you feel like if you were from like somewhere else, like how earlier we were talking about like me living in New York, like yeah. do you feel like if you were in New York, because obviously in New York, like they do like drill and like all this other different kind of music kind of thing. Do you feel like the vibe would be different if like... Nah, because I don't view myself as having an LA sound for real. And my influences, my musical influences are not... Most of them aren't from here. Um, I am more so like an internet like baby, and, yeah. and like my parents and I grew up around great people who luckily had great music tastes, and they were all over the place. Like my mom was heavy into gospel. My uncle he was heavy into rap. I got aunts who loved people like Angie Stone, Gerald Levert. I had older cousins who would put me on people like Nelly, Lil yeah. Wayne. You feel me? So. I was able to pull from all that and where I really started to learn and love and get appreciation for music was just being on the internet seeing shit like Andre 3000 mm-hmm. and, and then diving deeper into Nelly's catalog and to D'Angelo's catalog and all the people that I like or to listen to or enjoy are people who don't have regional sounds like <clears throat> of course you could tell where Nelly's from because of the accent yeah. but outside of the accent you just hear his music you wouldn't know where the fuck he's from yeah. same with Andre 3000 same with somebody like Missy Elliott those were the type of artists that I've always been attracted to like genre bending artists who once you hear a song that they have is coming out you'll never know what it's gonna sound like right. artists with such a unique creative style so I don't think where I lived would have mattered at all cause my influences were just pulled from me doing like my own research okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like, because, you know, like, certain people, like, for instance, I feel like, like, just, like, like, Brant Fayaz, like, yeah. you could kind of tell, like, it's, like, a West Coast kind of, like, really? vibe. I, for me, personally, like, I feel like that. I, I feel like he, I feel like, maybe it's because I know where he's from. I feel like he has a sound that embodies where he's from a little bit. But Like, D.C., like, yeah, yeah. it has that sound, but it's his version of yeah he i feel like brent is one of those artists who takes you to his own musical universe Mm -hmm. you feel me like he has a sound that kind of it's kind of like his sound yeah for me no i can i can see that yeah Yeah. i just i feel like i've always like certain people i definitely feel like i could tell like where Where like they're from kind of thing just on like 
the vibe and just like either the beat that they kind of use and just like if I've been in that area before I'm like okay I see like why to me as an artist that'd be like a pet peeve of my, like, <laughs> I, I hate like I feel like if I know what your music is gonna sound like I don't wanna I'm, I'm not yeah, I don't wanna hear wanna, it no more yeah you wanna guess yeah so that, that'd be my thing and that's why we take a little bit longer in between projects because shit I gotta evolve as a person you right. feel me like I gotta grow and figure out what's next for me in life and once I figure that out then I TG is a fucking master at figuring out what the fuck that sounds like. You yeah. feel me? Through every little stage or wherever I've been, like, within my life, TG is, like, the... I got the fucking sound for it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. What has... What has been, like... What do you think in the past, like, three days, like, been people's, like, favorite track on, like, Crenshaw Midnight? It's crazy because the thing that I'm hearing the most is how much people love the album in its entirety. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like because we've dropped a ton of projects and usually when we drop projects, we get like these three or these four are the favorites. It's an 11 track album and literally people are sharing every song equally. Um, it's a few different standouts, but if I were to name them, it's like half the album. <laughs> like a lot of people tell me that they love um, Oceans with yeah. Reason is a Car. That, that shit sounds amazing. I get... A lot of people tell me that they love the mood record with the Lucy Pearl sample. Yeah. Um, over it, I I have been hearing people say that they like a lot. FDA have been hearing people say that they like a lot. And last time, will probably be like the ones that I'm hearing the most. Yeah. But the thing, people are telling me that they like the album in its entirety, and that's what we were striving for. So that's always dope to hear. Yeah. No, I definitely no skips. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on the album, how was it to like drop in the same time as SZA? At first, <laughs> at first, I was a little salty, like, damn, because... Because <laughs> like, I feel like you said it before she said it, before she went on SNL, I feel like. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, my God. I was like, okay. I don't even remember. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe she did announce it first, but we had the date for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, At first, I was a little salty because one of well i thought what would be one of the benefits of dropping as an independent artist in the fourth quarter is usually a lot of people in music don't drop yeah so i felt like you know we about to be on the block by ourselves <laughs> like <laughs> we about to you know what i'm saying we about to run shit for a minute and nigga everybody dropped like <laughs> SZA dropped fucking lucky day dropped the mm-hmm. deluxe everybody dropped on the same day and i was just like fuck it like how can we turn this into a positive so yeah. i started doing some creative promotion around it even did like the fake little text yeah and it's crazy because people really thought i was texting <laughs> text scissor i was not <laughs> why would i have restored a scissor td um but but yeah, we just found a way from a marketing perspective to just turn it into a positive. And it ended up being a positive. Like, yeah. Her album was right there on the cover of um, New R&B for Album Music. My album was right there. Yeah. Fucking Lucky Day's album was right there. So to me, I love seeing that. I love seeing, you know, our body of work shit, the fucking Crent, the, the District of Crenshaw, the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the album we created amongst all these other people that I listen to every fucking day. So it turned out being a, a dope thing because everybody was highlighting it together. So yeah. It was like it was our day. Not yeah. Just, not just this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely was flipping back and forth between like both albums. <laughs> um, What's your favorite track on Crenshaw Midnight? I cannot do that. It's like trying <laughs> to pick between your kids. Like I can't. I It's so I, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. 
I know every day is going to change. Right. I can say how I feel right now, the one that I played the most, and it's probably because that was the one that we made the last, is Raining on Slauson. And that's usually how that go. Whichever one, as an artist, creator, whichever one you've made the last you like the most. Yeah. Um, but I like, I have been playing that one the most, and the story behind that one is is kind of crazy, so it's a little bit more of an appreciation for it for me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, actually, that's my favorite song, like, on the whole album. Dope. So, Dope. what's the story behind it? The story behind it is it was originally a 12-track album, mm-hmm. right? So, we had two listening parties, like, two listening events for people to hear the album early. Um, and we gave them, like, a little sheet to write yeah. on which ones they like, which ones they don't like. It was two records, both sessions, where people was like, these records are not it. So <laughs> it then took the 12-track album to a 10-track album. And then um, it on the final track list, it went from FDA, which is like the most turned up fast song on yeah. there, to Last Time, which is the slowest song. So right before we got to turn the album in, we like, well, shit, like, we, <laughs> we, can't, we can't go from FDA to Last Time, so what do we do? TG, with the ear, he was like, look, I'm going to schedule a couple sessions. Let's try to figure out something that'll fit from a BPM perspective to, to you know, to really finish the album. And I'm telling them before we create, I'm like, man, I think I I, I got a feeling that whatever we create is going to be the one. Like, it's going to be one of the best ones on there. So we made a couple songs. But literally, when he put up the beat for Raining on Slauson, and I freestyle everything. Like, I don't write nothing. When he put up the beat for Raining on Slauson, I had the song literally in probably the fastest I ever had a song, like, in, like, three to five minutes, no lie. Start to finish, Mm -hmm. from the first lyric I said to the last lyric I said, literally, like, three to five minutes. No lie, no no nothing. Like, (laughs) it just came, like, it just came out. Um, And then we had, like, a a judge, a vote amongst the team on which one we're going to roll with. Ryan came in, tweaked a lot of things. Ryan's crazy. Ryan Yates, he went crazy on there. And it ended up fitting perfectly on the album. And so for me, I have a little bit more appreciation of it because it was like, shit, we got to deliver on this in a short amount of time. And we, I felt like we fucking killed it. Yeah, no, I, that's like my favorite. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It was giving a little, it was giving me a little Angels in Disguise, like Brandy, like a darker, like yeah. more like sexier, like version of it. Because obviously yeah. Brandy was, you know, complaining about sis, but... Uh, <laughs> nah, that's a crazy uh, comparison considering I just started singing like three years ago. <laughs> I, she said I sound like Brandy. I'll take it. <laughs> like, it just like the vibe, like the vibe of like, you know, Angel in Disguise was like with the rain and just like yeah. all of that stuff. Like, it just like, that's literally like the first like song that I thought of like when I was like listening to it. No take backs. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, obviously on there, you mentioned like Doll and a Promise about how like it was like on Spotify, got mm-hmm. like a million views. Like, how is that? like from starting from that song and like most people knowing you from that song um how is it like in reference to the song or just in general just in general like usually people know you because Mm -hmm. of dollar and a promise yeah um it's dope to me because it's one of those songs that doesn't age right so if it's your first time hearing it you still gonna like it as much, you know? And yeah. that and that goes back to what we was talking about earlier is to not really having a regional sound. Cause yeah. if it was like a party record or that type of record, those records get outdated. So they have a specific like age on them. So once people find once people find Dollar and a Promise, then it, it brings them back to the rest of the fucking catalog. But but yeah, the same way I felt about Dollar and a Promise, like, cause I didn't I had no following when I when I made the song <laughs> like none and I dropped it and I remember I had in my head I had a feeling like man 
if this ain't it, like, if this is not what people enjoy, then I don't know what the fuck will. Like, if yeah. this don't start getting us some traction, I don't know what will. And it took, like, a year, but it did. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about this album. Like, if you don't like this album, like, come on. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it's, it's, it's y- your taste. Yeah. <laughs> your no. ear, yeah. It's, it's, it ain't there, so. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you think? I mean, like, that kind of brings to, like, you know how people have been talking about, like, R&B is, like, dead. It's yeah. just, like, there's no real R&B. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, obviously, being in that category when people say that. I feel like it's very dismissive to say. And I feel like people just say it because it's become, like, the cool thing to yeah. say. And it really shows your... It really shows that you're just not the person that goes out to find the music. Um, and it's also just not true right because the way i feel about it is for one r&b is very much well and alive people just don't really fully support it so the people who have money like these big ass labels they're not gonna put money behind it you talk about somebody like ari lennox who album i love Mm -hmm. one of the best r&b albums i have heard in a long ass time i think she sold like 12k like 13k first week numbers and shit don't matter because she she reaches people. Her tours are also are all sold out and all that shit. But how do you not support that? How you yeah. sit up here and you say, "Oh, we want R and B, want this, bring church voices back," and you don't support that? Yeah. But the biggest selling R and B um album of the year, and I love his album too, is Brent's. I think he Brent went like crazy first yeah. week. So it's like, do people? What do people? Um, want yeah. What do, yeah. what the fuck do you really want? But as far as where R and B stands. It's a bunch of dope-ass R&B coming from individuals. And the way that the artists are nowadays, they're genre-bending. You look at somebody like Drum, got some amazing R&B songs, but sometimes he's going to pop out and rap. Yeah. Look at somebody like SZA. She got some amazing R&B songs. Sometimes she's going to pop out and rap. Like, yeah. It's just not really no more genres. Like, it's not... It's rare that there are artists who just focus heavily on fucking One R&B. Thing, yeah. You look at even somebody like Doja. Like, Doja got some dope-ass mm-hmm. R&B songs, but sometimes she'll she pop does, off like, and rap. rap. So, yeah. I think it's dismissive. I think the people who say that, they just say it because they hear other people yeah. say it. And you can tell that they're not people that search for music. Yeah. They listen to whatever the fuck they it's just the radio, hear. Yeah. But yeah, man, the real R&B is... It's, coming from a lot of independent artists who don't have as big of a following because these labels not putting money behind it because niggas want to hear that rap seat trap shit little <laughs> bullshit but. yeah no I feel you I mean like I'm a 90s baby and like that's what I remember like my dad like playing in the car like the whole time like literally my dad has like mad like R&B like albums like was going like to the concerts and everything so like I'm very heavily like always listening to music and I just feel like it's not true I feel like obviously as we continue like to age and like go on into like multiple years in the future like everyone's gonna like switch up the sound and it's just like also too like we're not going through those things that like Brandy and them were going through in the 90s like we're not going through that being honest the church does not have as much of a of an impact on the youth yeah. nowadays. a lot of youth not going to church R&B takes a lot longer you know what I'm saying to make so they was talking shit about SZA for how long her album came like true R&B it takes a fucking while to fucking yeah. make the way that um, these previous labels and shit treated people who write the R&B was poor so why are they gonna give you songs now like it's so much shit that has an effect on it like Diddy was talking saying that shit about yeah. R&B being dead it's like well nigga it's hella writers <laughs> who write R&B that you probably owe some money to like right, you feel me like, right, right. they get Big treated facts. poorly so it's so much shit that plays into R&B, like, evolving into something else. It's just something else now. Like, if you want to listen to the old shit, shit, go listen to the old shit. Yeah. No. I mean, I definitely, like, again, like, 
90s baby. So obviously I'm always like listening to 90s music. But at the same time, like I love the music now. Like like I went to like Sid concert, like from the internet, like love this her. year. And like it's R&B, but it's also alternative R&B. And like she does different things. Like it's like, I love that. Like, yeah, sometimes she'll get super R&B. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not the place for that. Like, yeah. a lot of times, it, especially in today's climate, we don't really, a lot of times we don't really have the setting to, like, listen to it. It's like, even on our album, you look at a record like Last Time, which is, like, some old school yeah. R&B type shit. But then you got some shit like Crazy that's a little newer. So mm-hmm. it's just not all slow-ass ballads all the way through because if you do that as an artist, you're not going to eat. Right. So. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um. What do you want people really to get from your music? Ooh, um, what I want people to get from my music is the authenticity of it. Like every single thing, every single thing that I make music about has actually happened to me. Like it's actual experience. And I want people to get a sense of that. I'm an artist that cares about the product, whether it's the music, whether it's the visual, whether it's the cover art, whatever. Like, I'm not just going to drop some shit. It's going to be focused, concentrated. Um, And that there is growth in in the talent every time I drop, whether it's better rapping, better singing, whatever. Um, So, so yeah, those are the the three major things. Yeah. No, I definitely, I feel like I definitely see that from, like, You Were My Dream to Crenshaw Midnight, like, definitely, like, and even with the in-between projects, like, I felt like I was, like, hearing, like, the progression. So, I think it was dope. Um, Who is an artist that you want to work with? Um, A bunch, actually. I I would... My favorite artist of all time is Andre 3000. Yeah. So, love to work with Andre. Favorite R&B artist of all time is D'Angelo. Would love to work with him, even if he not singing, even if it's just (laughs) instrumentation. Yeah. um, um, Also, Raphael Sadiq. Would love to work with him. Um, I would love to work with her. Um, She's amazing, multi-instrument multi-instrumentalist mm-hmm. is that the word <laughs> yeah I feel so um, I would love to work with her um, who else those are the, the ones that come top of mind right now yeah so no, that those four dope. yeah would you ever want to do like you know how like Drake and like 21 Savage just came out with like their um, mm-hmm. collab album would you ever want to do something like that with somebody hell like? yeah <laughs> with a bunch of people or a bunch of people it's just the way we work I'm not sure if a lot of people are like signed up for yeah. that like how we create cause I'm a in studio person okay. I'm not gonna send you nothing ever I don't care if, what's the possibility of it being leaked if it's high if it's low I don't like to do that Yeah, I like for people to be like here, here to be yeah. tangible unless it's you know somebody like a reason who I got extreme chemistry with that I've already made super songs a bunch yeah. of songs with where I could just send them shit but I I would love to do that, but it's we got to be locked in in a yeah. studio. I feel like that makes the most sense. I'd like, I know, like, a lot of artists do do that, but I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like it makes more sense for, like, both of y'all to be in the studio together, like... Yeah, to, like, high. say, like, man, this it. This ain't it. Or we should do this. Or, like, yeah. we should do that. Like, and that shit just feels, like, lazy to me. Like, oh, why the fuck you can't come to the studio? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you are an artist. Like, yeah. what, what is the problem? Come no, big facts. Uh, So, last question. What can we see, like, coming from you in 2023? In 2023... Um, extreme, extreme promotion of this project <laughs> of Crenshaw at Midnight because not only do I love it, I feel like it's our our best work, but yeah, extreme promotion from that. Top of the year, me and TG have collaborated on another little small pack that we will drop in between. Um, and then 
of course, um, um, an additional version of Crenshaw at Midnight as well. Um, I'm also doing a collab a collaboration. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him with um, with Big Ja. Um, he he has a super following on YouTube, like a dope show on YouTube. Uh-huh. So I did some stuff for for him and that soundtrack that I'm extremely excited about. That that record's crazy, um, and just more projects. So yeah, that's so, yeah, dope. Bunch of shit coming. I'm assuming more visuals too for the album, maybe mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we already locked in on that. Like. Um, we have a couple visual performances already done, linking up with Starks as well um, on Wednesday to plot out like what's next. next. So a lot of that we already got in the pocket that we that we rolling out. That's cool and possible tour maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. We setting all that up, setting all that up as we speak. Yes, that will be amazing. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's pretty much. I feel like a good rap on everything of just like the album, like you as a person mm-hmm. and just what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I thank you for making the time to speak with me. Thank you uh, for listening to the project. It's dope to hear that you actually enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Cause- That's all for today's episode. I hope you were able to take away some new dope insight. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast for more if you're not already. And leave a review to let me know what you think. And if you want even more dope content, head over to whatsnextmail.com and subscribe to the blog to stay in touch. You can get at me on my socials too, at whatsnextmail on Instagram and Twitter. I can't wait to vibe with you.